So talk about these past few months, what they've been like for you, kind of the work you've been doing to just stay abreast of everything that's being done around this program. I was the bull in China shop on some calls for DOE. The way you've designed it, it does. it's not friendly to independent retailers. Independent retailers are going to do a better job at getting at the consumers you're trying to reach. And yet you've built this thing almost without even considering independent retail. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. Last summer, as in summer of 2022, uh, we covered the launch of, well, the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act, which within that act, it was a, a massive landmark bill um, with a, a lot of things, a lot of money earmarked throughout that bill for different portions of uh, the economy, the, the government, and uh, various programs that were going to be focused on a lot of things, you know, inflation reduction being the the crux of it, but also to um, some decarbonization efforts across the country. And that's where we dove into the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act with Frank Santner, our senior director of uh, business and financial services here at Nationwide Marketing Group. And um, to say, you know, anytime you're dealing with the government, there's always going to be some ins and outs and a lot of confusion and, and no decisions are easy or or fast for that matter. So that's where we brought Frank in uh, to, you know, really understand what's going on with the rebates portion of the program. So lots of, you know, updates have come across. States are working to uh, build systems to accept application. Just a ton of work going into being able to offer consumers rebates on uh, Energy Star certified product, including, you know, heat pump water heaters and electric cooktops and different things like that. So, um, you know, Frank has been staying at the forefront, involved in conversations as we learned on this podcast and actually, you know, making things happen uh, at the state level, uh, you know, with, with this program as things are being developed and uh, staying, you know, close as well with the EPA and Energy Star programs to ensure that independent retailers are being thought of as, you know, systems are being developed and, and you know, these rebate processes are, um, you know, getting set to roll out eventually at some point in the the distant or not so distant future. We don't really know. <laughs> so that's where Frank is coming in and making sure that our retailers are aware and um, providing the latest updates. So that's what we do today. We dive into it. The Inflation Reduction Act, uh, the latest updates here with Frank Santner on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and rehashing a conversation that we had at the beginning of the year. I, I was going back and looking at the dates, Mr. Frank Santner, our Senior Director of Business and Financial Services. I, it, feels like, it, it feels like last month we talked about the Inflation Reduction Act, but really it was the end of January, like middle of January when we talked, end of January when we published the episode. And so it's been like 10 months, man. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Good. I've been talking about it every month. I know. <laughs> Maybe that, that's got to be that's got to be why what, it feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a program that is evolving. And um, so I'm glad we're able to get yeah. back together again yeah. and kind of give some updates on that. I yeah, appreciate uh, you taking the time. And for those that, um, you know, We'll, we'll share the link to the original in, in the description of this episode, but if it's possible, I know the the 
the the Inflation Reduction Act itself is a behemoth to try to summarize. But uh, for for those that you know haven't listened to the the first episode or or you know are still kind of new to this idea of what it is, kind of give that um, overview or, or catch us up on what this act is all about and kind of you know at a high level before we dive into the details. Sure. Sure. It's a, it's a law that went into effect in August of last year. I think it was August 16th. And the idea of it is that the federal government is going to put a significant amount of dollars, as in the over $250 billion, towards decarbonization and um, energy efficiency. There's a specific, a little bit of a target towards low income, but really overall, uh, the country has to reduce the the amount of, of carbon that's created and so energy efficiency energy savings um, sustainability is all sort of rooted into what this act does it's broken up into two parts uh, and then each part is broken up into a few other parts but if we just take it at the highest level you've got a federal component which is tax credits so basically when you file your taxes you're able to file take a tax credit on certain purchases those purchases are purchases of Energy Star certified products. And there's a lot of different product categories that are included. Most of them are not what our retailers carry. Uh, the closest one is heat pump water heaters. Mm -hmm. There's HVAC, heat pump HVAC included. There's windows, doors, insulation, several other things. But, uh, you know, mainly for our members, it's these heat pump water heaters. And we recently got into the water heating business through a relationship we have with Reliance Water Heaters, and they've been at prime time. So yep. we kind of got that started. Then the other side of the program, which really is a lot smaller, but is getting a lot more attention, are the state programs. And the state programs, as opposed to a tax credit that you take when you file your taxes, uh, the state programs are instant savings. Yep. So basically, the consumer is able to save instantly when they make a purchase of a qualified product and the products that are most likely in most states to apply would include heat pump dryers mm -hmm. again heat pump water heaters and then electric cooking electric stoves electric cooktops that sort of thing so those are the categories that mainly apply but the state programs have not launched yet right so it's possible that some states decide to only include some products and not others so a state has the right to restrict the program they can't go beyond what the department of energy set as the you know guideline for the program but they could take a step back and and be yeah. more restrictive than what the department of energy set well in the uh... by way of example just yeah. the, the state programs Across 50 states is about $9 billion in incentives, whereas the federal with the tax credits is going to be more like about $250 billion. So yeah. it's much, much bigger on the federal side. Well, and to your point, I, even hearing you talk about it, it's clear that um, you think about how there's a lot of ways the states could go. <laughs> there's 50 states, right? So uh, one federal government, 50 states. So you got the federal side that they've kind of got their not to say that their ducks are in a row, but they they have it sort of figured out how they're gonna, you know, approach this program. But then to your point, the state level, and that's where a lot of the updates and and you know where you've been, you said it. The attention's been 
given because so much is unknown on that side right now because of how all the states are going to approach this, if they will approach it, right? So there's a lot up in the air, and that's kind of what you've been following. Um, to talk about you know these past few months, what they've been like for you, kind of the work you've been doing um, to to just stay abreast of everything that's that's being done around this program. Sure. Uh, appreciate you asking that because it, it actually has been a lot to keep track of. Uh, there's so many different updates and everything else. And when the program first launched in August of last year, you know, there was the notion of there's this federal program that was going to launch January 1st of this year, the state of uh, the federal tax credits. But then the states were going to have to they were going to launch sometime later on in 2023 was the idea. Well, as the year went along, the the states have to individually apply to enter the program. They don't just get the money. So basically, they apply, they get approved, they get the funding. Well, what ended up happening is that the D Department of Energy that's running this entire program received a lot of complaints from the state saying, you know what, you're going to ask us to apply for this whole thing. Our state energy office only has five people. I mean, they're all busy. We, we, we don't have the ability to even do this. So the Department of Energy received enough complaints that what they did is in April of this year, they went to all the states and said, you know what? We understand the problem and we're going to give you the ability to get some advance money so you could hire some people and use that those people to put together the state program because each state has the ability to kind of set their own program to this point half the states have applied for the the advanced funds and half of the those that applied have received advanced funds so the good thing is there's some money flowing to the states to kind of get things accelerated then on july 27th of this year uh, Department of Energy sent out the application. So this is the application for the states to try to try to get their money for the program. Well, that application was a hundred pages long, or is a hundred pages long. So it, it, thank goodness they they decided to give the advance funds because you know a, a state with only a few people is not going to be very successful. Wow. So. We, we see here where all of these states are kind of working on um, deciding on where they're going to go with this program. But to this point, based on a conversation I had with some people at, a, at an Energy Star meeting, nobody has to this point applied. So no state has yet applied for the funds. And the thinking now has moved from, you know, latter part of this year launching to launching the middle of next year. The other thing that the um, the Department of Energy did is they, when they sent out the application to the states on Jan July 27th, they made the deadline be July January 31st of 2025. Oh, wow. So giving so, the yeah. states, you know, the ability to first hire some people, which they yep. realized they didn't have enough people. Right. Then making the deadline for application be way, way out in the future to kind of help out. And and so they're doing everything they can to kind of help. The other thing that they did is the, the goal was to have each state create their own program. But they realized right. that most states don't have a rebate processing system. 
So the other thing Department of Energy did is they built or are kind of in the process of building a rebate system that any state can use. So the state can have, they may have their own, but if they don't have their own, they're going to be able to use a a federally developed system to process rebates. So needless to say it's 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 complicated and messy right like it's it's the government so so here we are seeing that processes are never seamless or uh, or or simple so, so as you're finding out too as you're going through learning about you know not only for to, to apply for the money to be able to offer these rebates but then to have you know some advanced funds to build the systems to be able to apply to then have the systems in place that they can even accept rebate applications from the customer at the end of the day. Am I following that correctly? You are following that correctly. Okay. <laughs> and I'm trying to give you just another yeah. little wrinkle to the whole thing that is relevant to yep. our members. Remember, in the, within the state programs, this is not everything that's in there, but the most relevant to our members is heat pump dryers. Yep. Heat pump water heaters and electric ranges, cooktops, cooktops and stoves. Okay. So a, a consumer would have to be able to go into the store and it's meant to be an instant savings. So right. the customer would get a savings right off at the register, which would make the, the purchase, you know, very, very economical to the customer. As the Department of Energy was building these systems, what they did is they, of course, took the easy path. So they got together with Lowe's and Home Depot and kind of figured out, you know, how do we have, how do we put all the controls in place to make sure that that customer is really eligible, that it actually does go in the house where it's supposed to go, that we haven't paid paid a rebate more than the purchase price, all of these kind of controls. Yep. And it's through this system they're building and there's an API that is to be used between the uh, retailer being the big box store and the state through this system that the Department of Energy is building. Well, of course, I put up my hand and said, you know, this program, the way you're de- the way you've designed it, it does it's not friendly to independent retailers. Independent retailers are going to do a better job at getting at the consumers you're trying to reach than a big box store. And right. yet you've built this thing almost without even considering independent retail. And I was the bull in China shop uh, on on some calls with the with PNNL, which is the Pacific Northwest National Labs. They're the ones that are building all of this stuff yep. for DOE. And then I went to an Energy Star meeting and they had a top official from the Department of Energy there. We had a meeting with the retailers, and I basically said the same thing. I said, you know, love it that you have all of this stuff done, but how are you expecting an independent retailer that uh, it, that is generally going to be small, only operates in one state, to be able to leverage this API that you're building? I mean, they don't have IT teams. Right. And so through the two times that I basically said this, you know, you got to do something about this. You have to accommodate, you have to build new workflows for independent retailers. Believe it or not, this week, (laughs) just two days ago, uh, I uh, reached out to somebody from one of the utility contractors and he said, guess what? 
the EPA has volunteered to help DOE come up with solutions for independent retailers. Wow. They heard you. They understand this is a problem. Yeah, not only did I go through them, I, I went yeah. through the president of the, of NASIA, which is the National Association of State Energy Officials. Yep. So I, I voiced these problems, you know, pretty loud and pretty broad. And then yesterday I got an email from uh, a lady at, again, this PNNL, which is a company, it's a, a government agency that's building all of this software. And she said, how can we figure out which point of sale systems your retailers are using so we can make something work out. So hallelujah. And this is really <laughs> the biggest news. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That they have now reached out and they're now putting resources behind supporting independent retail. Uh, the guy who's the president of NASIO, the, the state energy offices uh, association, he in particular, when I saw him at the energy star meeting in Atlanta said, you know, we really, really need to lean into independent retail. Independent retailers are local in the market. You know, you are what are the states want. You, what you deliver in a local market is exactly consistent with what every state wants. And they would be very disappointed if we don't get this problem solved. Yeah. So he also went to bat for us with the with DOE to kind of get to where we are now, where you know, they, they could have a solution for uh, the big box stores, which seems to be almost complete. Now they have to create a solution for independent retail. And the good thing is that most of these programs are not going to launch until no sooner than the middle of next year. Right. So we will have enough time to create these solutions. And, you know, for any all, all any independent retailer that is listening to this podcast, you know, thank goodness that Nationwide has that kind of clout right. and that kind of recognition that, you know, I brought this up multiple times and was able to get them through it. Like, you know, we do need to make sure we take care of independent retail. So that's I'm, uh, I'm, I'm well, awesome that. to have an advocate like you at that, at the, uh, having a seat at that table to be able to pull some strings and make it happen. Um, awesome. To, not often we get some breaking news <laughs> on the podcast, but Hey, what do you, what do you know? You're hitting <laughs> me with it. I here. love it, man. I love to hear that. And, um, you kind of alluded to it, but the importance of having this system, can you kind of walk through at a, a simplified level what this, you know, once it's built and this API is available to an independent retailer, what is that going to allow them to do? Well, the way the process is going to work is that, you know, one of the pieces that everybody's had a problem with is this income verification because mm -hmm. these state programs, one of the very first things is qualifying somebody through their income. The income qualification uses is going to be a system that's different in every state so right. the state has 100 percent responsibility for income qualification which means i can't tell you how it's going to work in any one right. state because nobody's applied yet but that is firmly resting on the states and it there it it, it assumes that the customer either becomes aware of these rebate opportunities and then either does it in a store does it themselves but but it's private. Yeah. Income verification then creates a coupon code. Okay. Yep. So now, or, or 
you may they've referenced a coupon code may work a little bit differently for our retailers, but there's something that's going to happen that's going to qualify that individual, and then it actually has to be that individual living in that household because right. it's looking at the income of that household and you know that the area where they live. So there's some type of qualification that happens by the customer or privately to the customer, even if the retailer helps. Right. Right. When the customer then goes into and, and knows what, you know, has this level of qualification, they go into a store, one of our retailers, and what ends up happening is the retailer is responsible to make sure that they understand what rebate amounts apply to which products. So if, if based on that customer's qualification, they qualify for uh, $1,000 and the retailer gives them $1,200, that's on the retailer. Right. So they have to understand what that really, you know, what that dollar amount is and then, and which products actually qualify. Yep. The, the retailer then, when they sell to that consumer, so let's say it's a product that, that actually sells for $1,200 and there's a $1,000 incentive because these incentives are big, Yeah, right? They're going to generally be $840, $1,750. So, so they're big. Now that customer uh, is only going to owe $200 because there's a $1,000 incentive. Yep. The retailer uses that sort of coupon code or that whatever it ends yep. up being designated as the other thousand. So the, Customer pays two hundred. The program pays a thousand, and then the consumer—I mean, the the retailer—then claims that thousand dollars with the state. So the state is going to most states are going to use a third-party contractor, right? And the third-party contractor is going to be the one that does the processing on behalf of the state. The state has the money; it gets funded to the retailer as quickly as possible. So, and like most programs, they probably start off with a little bit slower and then yeah. they speed up over time. So it, it sounds like, too, uh, you mentioned that obviously the funding around the state level program is is smaller. Is there only a certain amount of available funds for these rebates that, you know, a, a retailer should like it, They're not going to expect to see like hundreds of these things come into their stores all of a sudden. Like the, there will be a point where like that resource is tapped out. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, their research will tap out. I mean, it, it, the programs run for, you know, because they were going to run for 10 years, but seems like they'll be about a year late. So they'll run for about nine years. Not 100% sure whether a, a state is going to be given all the money and can exhaust it all within two years or whether they're, whether the DOE is going to give a certain amount per year. Not sure. Gotcha. But one of the things that the federal system, the, the DOE rebate system does is it, it has a reservation component. So when somebody, uh, when a consumer is qualified, mm -hmm. so let's say they're qualified and they're going to indicate what they're planning to buy and then before they even go into the retailer. So, you know, it's cloudy on exactly how that's going to work, but the, the idea is reserve the money for that consumer so that, you don't oversubscribe, right? You know, the, right. they want to make sure that they don't have a state that runs out of money either for the year or in total. And 
a retailer is given rebates that now they can't claim because there's right. no money left. So there is this reservation process and how the reservation process works and the qualification process works without using this API, because the API is going to be between the retailer's point of sale yep. system and this federal system. Yep. Okay. So it'll speak to each other and it'll confirm that, yes, this is a valid coupon code and all of this sort of thing. Now, presumably there, there are going to be ways without using the API, but you know, they never had any information about that. Right. And so it sounds like first we're going to see, they're going to probably incur the expense of making the API work for, let's say, you know, this is me thinking a little bit ahead, maybe five of our top POS providers that they would pay to integrate with them. Mm -hmm. That's my goal is to have them do that or have the states fund it because they want to support independent retail, something along those lines. And then retailers that are smaller than that, that there would there be some process to do it manually. Um, with enough controls to make sure that that the retailer gets reimbursed properly. Um, now, obviously, you mentioned a couple like application processes on the state side. Does a retailer have to do anything to get access to that that API or to become a qualified location for you know accepting these rebates? Yes, yes. Uh, in in the law itself, it specifies that every state has to create a list of qualified retailers. Oh, I mean, retailers, contractors, mm -hmm. right? So it's everybody. Because the, the list of qualified retailers and contractors, they have to go through some training. They have to understand how the system works. They have to have a login to the system. You know, so there's, a, there's several things. There's learning involved here. And we have to make sure that, that uh, you know, everybody does get that training. So each state at some point is going to set up some type of process to engage with retailers. And this is where it was really important for me to develop a relationship with some of these state energy offices, actually not some of them, you know, in the end, yeah. all of them. And I found out that there is an association. So there's an association for everything, right? Of course there is. <laughs> I mean, so there's an actual, this, this NASIO, which is yep. this national association for state energy officials. So the state energy offices in all states, they're all part of this thing. And I'm using the president, uh, David Terry is his name, as my conduit into meeting these people because I need to make sure that each of them let us know when is this, when is the process of taking uh, names of retailers, when, when does that begin? Right, right. Getting our retailers, I mean, you know, there's this whole thing with this API and, and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Well, that's going to happen sooner. But then once the states are ready to start kicking off their programs, get, all of our retailers that sell the products that qualify on the list, get them access to the training and then have them have the ability to take advantage of these programs. I mean, the programs in most states are uh, a fair size state is going to be anywhere from a hundred million dollars to 500 million. That's where most states fall. 
So it, it's not insignificant amount of money. And the incentives, as I was saying earlier, the incentives on on the, a heat pump dryer is going to be $840. An electric stove cooktop is going to be $840. And a, and a heat pump water heater is going to be $1,750. So having the ability to provide that level of discount on a product is very, very significant. Now, yeah. somebody who doesn't, um, uh, that, that, that's for the lowest income person. Somebody who's a little bit higher income, the discount is less. And if you're a you know higher income person, the program doesn't even apply. Right. So that's where the thinking is that Lowe's and Home Depot, their target customer is probably a little higher than some of these income restricted uh, pieces for the states. Some sure. of the states, because as I said earlier, they have the ability to restrict the program. Some of them are going to make the program apply to only the lowest income people. Right. And they uh, and and the the states and and the DOE understands Lowe's and Home Depot. They're not gonna. <laughs> that, that's not going to work. Right. These right. The, the people that they're targeting with these state programs do not shop. At Lowe's and Home Depot, and, and that's where this the is, the learning, you know, the the continuing to follow, like continually following the developments within this program, um, are, are kind of important, right? And that that's the work that you know a lot of groundwork has been laid, and obviously some success already. You know, getting the foot in the door with uh, the association and and the state energy offices to to get independent retail, you know, top of mind for them. Uh, a big win, of course, you know, right? So, but the work is not done <laughs> for sure. Uh, lots to continue to follow with this program. Right. And and this this yeah. is real time. You know, the latest update was from two days ago yeah. in terms of them committing to help us out. And my goal would be that we continue to have these uh, podcasts and, and as new information, and we, we may learn about the next time, learn about the first state that's ready to launch and, yeah. uh, you know, the other thing to realize is that just to add one more wrinkle to it is that the federal government is creating this rebate system, mm-hmm. but each state has the ability to either use that system or use something else. They may have their own system. So for a retailer that runs, that does business in multiple states, they may have to deal with multiple rebate processes and then each state is going to have some specifics in terms of what products qualify and that sort of thing, because some of them may be more restrictive, some more restrictive on income. So it, it does end up being you know, somewhat complicated, but the complication is to many of our retailers actually helps because imagine Lowe's and Home Depot that are trying to run 50 programs. Yeah, no. <laughs> it gets really <laughs> difficult for them. No, the good thing you. is for most of our retailers, they're in just one state. Right. And as such, they just have to learn how to do business with that one state and that one state only. That's awesome. And, and you know, obviously got a resource on hand here at Nationwide Marketing Group that you can lean into who is, uh, from what I can tell, going to know everything about all 50 of those states' programs. <laughs> so, <I> have- yeah, <laughs> You are doing the Lord's work, my man. <laughs> we appreciate, appreciate it. And it is awesome to talk to you and, uh, you know, see, you know, hear these updates um, and get the breaking news. That's cool, too, of course. But, um, you know, interesting to see sort of how the program's continuing to evolve as well. So I, you mentioned it. We will 
for sure be having you back on this podcast and uh, talking about the next updates as they come along. So um, until then, man, I Frank, I appreciate it. And always great to chat with you and, and catch up on this stuff. Awesome. Thanks so much. Awesome. And thanks again to Frank. Um, you know, I, I mentioned it near the end there, but I, the man is, uh, you know, doing more to stay on top of this program than I think anyone else, you know, at that table that, that he was sitting at having these conversations. So um, just thankful to have a, a man like him on our side, um, you know, going to bat for independent retailers, having a voice at the table and seeing that it's paying off and ensuring that they can make the most of this program and, and be a resource within their communities to their customers uh, that get approved for these rebates and, and, you know, be a source for them to where they can go use them and get the products they need for their homes. So we appreciate it. Uh, appreciate Frank doing all that. And of course, appreciate him coming on and chatting with us. And as always, we appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we'll catch you next time.